Good morning. Good to see everybody. Um, I find myself in an unusual situation this morning as someone has offered me $20 if I will embarrass someone else in this congregation. <laughs> oh, now I'm getting a head shake. Uh, just depends how the bidding goes. Are you bidding... <laughs> Are you bidding more than 20? Sorry, no big deal. Oh, oh, well. What's funny is when he said 20, I said, uh, 20? I said, for tw I said, I would have done it for a Klondike bar, but 20? 20, we might have the person telling their story on Oprah in a few years. Oh, I don't know. I don't know if I'll do that or not. Ethan, you might get to keep your 20. We'll see. <laughs> Unless that counts right there. It's got Kaylee turning all different shades there. Anyway, I'll back up from that. Have you ever found yourself in a group where you just suddenly didn't belong? I was about, oh, it would have been right before I we went to Hawaii. The church that was sponsoring us here in Springfield uh, had me and several other church planners that they were sponsoring go to a conference in Florida. And so we all went down to this, to this conference and uh, at one point it broke for lunch and we all went and we piled into the van to, uh, to go get lunch. Now, I want to tell you, I, I, I got I to gotta tell you this so you don't judge me like they did. Um, my, what I said had nothing to do with, with politics or, or social stances or any of that. It had to do with two things about me when I eat. And that's if I'm traveling, I want to go eat someplace that I don't normally eat at. For example, this week, Carrie and I, we're going to Six Flags. Now, I know the Six Flags lunch options include his favorite restaurant of all time, Panda Express. But I'm also going to try to point out to him that they also have turkey legs. You can't get turkey legs anywhere else. Go for the turkey legs. That's my rule. When you're traveling, eat where you don't normally get to eat. My other, not rule, but just fact about me is nine times out of ten, I'm not going to want chicken. Not if I'm eating out. I want a burger. So, knowing that, now that you know me and you're all on my side, we pile into this van. And they say, where do you want to eat? And somebody pipes up, let's go to Chick-fil-A. <laughs> Uh-oh. Somebody is automatically not on my side. <laughs> and I had a very natural reaction of, oh, please not Chick-fil-A. To which suddenly the whole van grew quiet. <laughs> they all turned and stared at me 
the way some of you are staring at me right now. I feel your judgment. They all turned and stared at me. And one of them says, don't you know Chick-fil-A is a Christian company? And I want you to understand, I love Jesus. I just didn't want a chicken sandwich. But for the rest of that week at that conference... They kept trying to like persuade me to go to go a new Christian way with things. Everything was wrong, and I almost got the feeling like if they didn't know I was a fellow church planter, they'd be like shoving tracks in my backpack or something. <laughs> I clearly did not belong in the Chick-fil-A crowd when I just I just wanted a burger. It was Orlando. Surely there's a place for a burger. I just wanted a burger. We find ourselves in those different groups all the time, right? And it largely comes from how we tend to label ourselves. And we look around and we see people with all kinds of different labels. I mean, there's naturally, there's, you know, we, could la- we can label ourselves with our age or, or our gender. And uh, right now, the, the country is kind of divided on how people want to label themselves with their race or their nationality or, or even where they live. People label themselves with politics. Some people label themselves by whether or not they think Game 7 of the 1985 World Series was even legitimate. It wasn't. You're with me on that, right? Yeah, I thought so. Uh, All all right-thinking people would be. (laughs) I think I just lost that $20 offer. Um... I'm kidding, of course, but all of this can divide us. All of these things divide us. We see it. We see it in our country. Certainly, everything's become politicized. Everything is divided between left and right, or Republican or Democrat. Everything's divided and, and, and not to an amicable way. I mean, it's like you're either with us or you're against us sort of thing. And these divisions happen, and then they happen in the church. We could probably start naming the churches that are more left-leaning or right-leaning. Even in some of the harmless things, we see churches that are, that are divided. There are some churches that have decided they're going to be a young church, and other churches are going to be an old church. And we see some churches that are, that are for cowboys, and others for bikers. And however we want to label ourselves, we, we wind up dividing the church into those different labels. And we've, then we find that if the, the church that fits our label, but as soon as it does something that goes against our other label, well, then we just we leave it to go find something else. And it's a difficult topic to talk about because some of these things, yeah, we can joke about the 1985 World Series or Chick-fil-A, but some of these other things are really, 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 really important. I know. One family over there is like, no, the 1985 World Series was really, really, really important. Um, <laughs> But some of these things are really important. And we, as Christians, are called to walk in unity. So how do we do that? And it makes me wonder, well, was the early church divided? Yes. Yes, it was. In many congregations, the the Jew and Gentile division was huge. The entire book of Romans was written to address that. Because you had some people thinking, well, if, if those people, shouldn't they become like us? And other people saying, we don't want to become like you. We have the truth. And it was, it was a clash. 
But even before that, you want to talk about division. It occurs to me that Jesus, among his 12, had tax collectors and zealots. Now, if that doesn't just shock you, then let me explain what those two labels mean. Because I know people right now that think that we can't go to church with Democrats and Republicans together. So let me explain those two labels. A tax collector in New Testament times was not how we often think of them. I know we see pictures painted of Matthew and he usually has glasses, which is a little strange. Uh, he has glasses and they're pulled down on his nose because he's an accountant and he's counting. I guess they have to do that to count. Um, I don't... I don't get that part, but uh, and he's counting, and he's a he's an, a serious office type person. That was not what a New Testament tax collector was. The New Testament tax collector system is what eventually became the Italian mafia. Basically, it worked this way: the Romans had taken over Judea, and so they grabbed one person and they said, "You can be king." His name was Herod. They said, "You can be king." You will have all the rights and privileges of being king. Just one thing. I want my money every month. So Herod, he goes out and he finds some people. And says, I'll give you that part. I'll give you that part. I'll give you that part. Just one thing. I want my money every month. Because I got to kick up to, to my guy. And I want to make some off of this too. And so what would they do? They would go out and they would find tax collectors. Guys that could go work the streets and take money from people. We have all kinds of names for them now, but that's what they were. Now more than that, especially among the ones that were in Jesus' 12, is they were Jewish who were tax collectors. In other words, they had given, uh, turned their back on their, their nation, their people, their neighbors, their family, to work for the Romans in this quasi-legal, nasty business of making money for themselves. That was a tax collector. The other group I mentioned that Jesus had among his twelve, zealots. What were they? They were people that were waiting for the chance to kill Romans. Their whole idea of the Messiah would be that the Messiah would lead them, they would overthrow the Romans. So I assure you, a zealot and a tax collector is a much bigger divide than a Democrat and a Republican. Because for the most part, those two groups aren't trying to kill each other yet. Whereas tax collectors and zealots most certainly were. And they were in the twelve. And that blows my mind. It's like, well, how did they do that? How in the world did they figure that out? And that's that key of unity that we have to look at. So let's look at Ephesians chapter 4. Ephesians chapter 4, verses 1 through 6, is what I want to look at today. It says, well, we're just going to start off right at the beginning. It says, I therefore, a prisoner for the Lord, and I'm going to stop there for a minute. Because anytime you're reading a book and it, in the Bible and it says it has a transition word like therefore or for this reason, you need to stop and think why is it there. It's obviously 
saying that what I'm about to tell you is based on what I've already told you. So what has Paul already said? Well, the first three chapters of Ephesians are dedicated to proclaiming the gospel. Just saying, what is because of the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ. And he's used different ways to say it, but he has basically said that we were, we were far away, but we were brought near. That we were slaves, and then we were redeemed. That we were, son, we were strangers, and we were adopted as sons. And that we were dead, and we were made alive. Paul has spent three chapters explaining all of those things are because of the death and resurrection of Jesus. And so now when he says, therefore, what he is saying is what I'm about to tell you is because of all of that. So because you were far away and brought near, because you were enslaved and then redeemed, because you were a stranger made a son, because you were dead made alive. Now understand this. I urge you to walk in a manner worthy of the calling to which you have been called. Now let's be clear about something. We don't act a certain way for God's acceptance. We act a certain way because God accepted us. He's saying to walk in a manner worthy of being called. In other words, since you were all those things and God did that, walk that way. With all humility and gentleness with patience bearing with one another in love you know that bearing with one another that pretty much sums up the fact that you're not going to get along with everybody in here there would be no need for patience if you always got along with everybody in here And the goal of being in a church is not finding one where everybody is like you and you get along with everybody. Instead, we, we bear with one another. We can contemporize that and say we put up with one another. I'm going to put up with you because Lord knows you put up with me. And you laugh at my jokes. Most people don't do that. But we put up with each other. That's the kind of patience we have. We're not looking for a place where I never get bothered by somebody else, but instead I know you're going to bother me, and I'm going to bother you, and we're going we're to put up with each other. Look at 3 through 6. Eager to maintain the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. There is one body and one Spirit, just as you were called to the one hope that belongs to your call. One Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all, who is over all and through all and in all. He's saying, look, just like we have one salvation, one hope, that is enough to bring us all together. So how do we live like we have one spirit? It goes back to that word, therefore. We'll be unified because of the gospel. 
If the first label I affix to myself is a political ideology, then we'll become very divided. If the label I pick, you know, of all these labels we could pick, were the first ones we, we affix to ourselves, we would be very, very divided. And eventually we would be the only person. You know, if we keep drawing lines in the sand, we wonder eventually where everyone went. But if the first and foremost label by which I identify myself is of somebody that has been redeemed by Christ, if that is the first and primary reason, I, what way I look at myself, then we can be unified. Those other things begin to pale in comparison. Are we going to agree? Nope. We'll disagree. Sometimes on things that seem important. And we'll bother each other. We'll put up with each other. Why? Because first and foremost, we see each other as in the same spirit. The same Christ. The same redemption. We live in a divided world. It seems like it gets divided more and more every day. I hear issues come up that I wouldn't think would, would matter like they do, but it's crazy some of the stuff we see. And I'm not going to get into them because we, we see it all the time. You know what I'm talking about. The only way we hold together as a church, the only way any church holds together, the only way we hold together and and be able to show something different to the world is to first and foremost see ourselves in Christ with that one spirit. And when we have that one spirit, kind of work that backwards, when we have that one spirit, we can put up with each other. And we can be gentle with one another then. And we'll have humility then. Not because we think less of ourselves, but because we think more of each other. And we'll walk together in unity. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, Lord, I come to you from a, from a land that is divided. Lord, we pray to you that you will remind us daily as we go through this, this life that you have made us yours. That you have drawn us near. That you have redeemed us. That you have adopted us. That you have made us alive. And with that understanding, we'll treat each other with humility and gentleness and patience. And we will walk as one spirit. And people will see one spirit when they see hope and anchor. And then we'll proclaim your good news to the world. Lord, as we go to this day, remind us of that each day. I ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's all stand and...
Well, first of all, are there any, I don't know of any announcements. Does anybody know of any announcements, Curtis? No? Okay. Um, any prayer concerns? We don't always have that. Okay. Certainly. Any others? All right. Well, let's stand. And, yeah, I'm sorry. Oh. So sorry. Right. Let's all stand and we'll pray as the Lord taught us. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we have forgiven our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Now to him who is able to do far more abundantly than all that we ask or think, according to the power at work within us, to him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations forever and ever. May the grace and peace of the Lord Jesus Christ be with you. That's a good one. I like that. Oh, you think you post that on Facebook and we wouldn't show up? I don't know. I usually post that on Facebook so that my mom doesn't get mad because she didn't know. Excellent job. Well, thank you. Pretty good crowd. Yeah. Yeah, we still have a lot of people that are choosing, that are opting not to come. Yeah. So that's why we record everything. Yeah. They didn't video it today. Okay, got it. But it was recorded. That's why I had to have two mics. Oh, got it. I don't understand this at all. So how's your all's weekend? It's good. You got a dress yesterday? You got a dress? You've already agreed to it. You can't say no now. Sounds good. I have several different po'boys. Looking forward to it. I know they're right there, but I never, I never go over there. I've been there once when we first moved here. I didn't know they were still there. Really they actually good. moved. They used to be in that shopping center by Amy, the Spring Mall by Amy on Sunshine. Maybe that's where I, I wonder if that's where I originally went. Yeah, they originally were. Yeah. And then they moved to the shopping center across the street. Okay. Yeah. Somewhere different. Yeah. <laughs> Good rehearsal. Our rehearsal dinner was a shady inn. Oh, yeah. It's long gone. I yeah, so they're not there it's anymore. It's a Springfield legend now, but. I don't know that my dog is either. Yeah. Got yeah, run out.
out by Bass Pro. A long Bass Pro. time ago. Huh? That was a long time ago. It was a long time ago. <laughs> <laughs> With the pyramids. What did you have? I don't remember. Probably roast beef. That's what they were known for. What did we have at the rehearsal dinner? Steak. But like roast beef or prime rib. That's, That's what they were known for. Prime rib. <laughs> I don't remember. I was just trying to make sure everyone was happy because everyone was not happy. Because <laughs> you're marrying him? No. <laughs> yeah, my family, I had some family coming in from Arizona. And so my aunt, who was doing all of my catering for free, made my cake for free, everything like that, she was going to go to the rehearsal dinner and decided to invite my other family, although it's his family who pays for it. And so she was like, well, we'll go ahead and pay for theirs, but how do you do that when they're inviting them to the dinner? And so, yeah, that was, there was no good way to deal with that because you couldn't tell her no because then you're going to insult the whole side of that family. But at the same time, now you're saying, oh, well, you have two more people to buy for. <laughs> it, was, it, it all worked out because uh, my sister had done babysitting for the family that owned Shady Inn. And so uh, when my dad went to pay, the, uh, or actually the, when they brought the check, they had noticed the owner say something to the waitress. And they bring the check over and it's like half off. A long time ago. Yeah, my, my aunt, I love her. She's passed on now. I love her dearly, loved her dearly, but she Yeah, he's right there. Yeah. I brought the World Series and he's back there murmuring about that. Well, hopefully you guys don't have any of that. You're right before you said it, I was We'll see how it goes. It's not what? You don't really know if they No, it wasn't legitimate. Oh, I guess that's I was, well, I yeah, I was aiming that at Ethan. Yeah. <laughs>